0: otherwise I love the Lord I came to know the Lord um, a few years ago <laughs> actually I came to know the Lord when I was in the primary school and so I was in a Presbyterian church and one year after that the Lord did something I never expected because I didn't know about it in the very same church I was still there And the Lord baptized me with the Holy Spirit. I had not heard about him. I didn't know what to do. You know where to begin. But because of the mission the Lord had called me, he decided to do it even before I knew him. I even didn't know about Pentecostal churches. So baptism of the Holy Spirit is not, about, it's not just about Pentecostal. It is a promise, it's a gift to every believer. Whosoever shall believe in Jesus, the next thing which should happen is the baptism of the Holy Spirit. I'd like us to read the scripture in the book of Acts chapter 19 and verse 6. Acts 19... Well, let's read from first one. Let's read first, you know. verse one first. Acts 19, 1 to 6. Can we read together? And it happened where Apollos was at Corinth that Paul, having passed through the upper regions, came to Ephesus and finding some disciples he said to them, did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? So they said to him, we have not so much as had whether there is Holy Spirit. And he said to them, into what then were you baptized? So they said, unto John's baptism. Then Paul said, John indeed baptized with a baptism of repentance, saying to the people that they should believe on him who would come after him. That, that is, on, Jesus, on Christ Jesus. When they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. And when Paul had laid hands on them, the Holy Spirit came upon them and they spoke with tongues and prophesied look at that story Paul had gone to minister to believers to people like you who were in a place like this and they had a testimony that they were saved they were forgiven and as you know as he spoke to them I believe the Lord must have given him a witness in himself that these people, though they look wonderful, though they have the testimony that Jesus is the Lord and the Savior of the world, there is something very, very important which has not happened to them. Let me tell you. After receiving Jesus in your heart, the next most important thing is to be baptized both with water and the Holy Spirit. And I will touch a bit about the water. Because we still have people in the church Who are not baptized by water. And water is very important. Because if you go to the book of John. Again you will see. Chapter 3. When Nicodemus went to Jesus. And asked him. What must I do? To inherit the kingdom of God. You know, one of the problems today, our bother, many of us is uh, is not what must I do to make sure that i inherit the kingdom. Most of our problem is what you know. What must I do to prosper, to become great, to drive the best car? What must I do to find that beautiful girl, to get married, and all those things are good. But they are not the ones to be given the first priority. What must I do? Yes, Nicodemus was a teacher of the word. He had every reason maybe not to ask that question. But look at him. He must be seeking the Lord. And he, said, he came to a moment and a point where he felt, uh, I may not inherit the kingdom. Though I speak about it, I don't know much about it. I don't have a a personal relationship with God. Do you know we have many people today in the church, but they don't have a personal relationship with God. And so John, I mean Nicodemus, wanted to know, what must I do to inherit the kingdom? He was told, you must be born of the water and of the spirit. You don't be born in the kingdom of God after you have done this. Maybe somebody there is saying, Mama Moy, I remember I got baptized when I was young, when I was religious. If you got baptized before you, by water, now I'm talking about the water, before you came to know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you need to be masked in the water. It is biblical. Jesus did it. You cannot justify yourself. If the Lord, the Son of God, could go to River Jordan, allow John the Baptist, to baptize him in the water, you got to do it. I remember when I got saved and I started, you know, winning souls to the kingdom and all that, and then I came across somebody who told me, are you baptized in the water? I said, you know, I got baptized when I was a small baby. I said, no, I'm not talking about that. When you got saved, why are you baptized in the water? I said, no. I said, you must be. I said, why? I am saved, I'm preaching. Do I need it? I was yes, you need to follow the word as it is. You ever believe it all? You cannot believe halfway. So if you are here seated and you are saved, and you have never been immersed, in the water, you better see the pastor and and give your name so that when others will be baptized, you will be among them. And then, Nicodemus was told, you must be born of the Spirit of God. The Holy Spirit. And this is where now they are believers. Paul has found them. They believe in Jesus but they are not baptized in the holy spirit and so he asked them when you believed how are you baptized what kind of baptism did you receive those ones when they believed the white man see the water they said the baptism of john they were told if you are baptized By the baptism of John. Which is okay. Now you need to be baptized by the Holy Spirit. You need the baptism of the Holy Spirit. You need the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Who baptizes? By the Holy Spirit. Of course the Holy Spirit cannot baptize by the Holy Spirit. Jesus Christ is the baptizer. You have to be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ and you shall receive the gift of the Father. And let me tell you, Christians, none of us can do without the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is very important. He is the third person of Trinity. He is not by the way. The Bible says there is God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. And many times, we don't take the Holy Spirit as he ought to be. But let me tell you today, the Holy Spirit is very, very important. He is the one who was left with us when Jesus went to be with the Father. He left a command in the book of Acts chapter 1 from verse 4. Acts 1 from verse 4 to 8. He left a command. He said, don't leave Jerusalem before you are baptized. Before you receive the gift of the Father. Don't go anywhere. Before that, it is so important, it is a command. We have people who don't believe in those kind of commandments, and it's very important. By the way, there are two or three commandments which Jesus left. You know, when a man is just about to die, people like hearing what he's going to say. You want to hear the last words. This time, Jesus had already died and risen. It was more important than when even he was dying. But before he died, he also left the command of love. As we should love one another. The other command he left was also of great commission. For you to go out there and win a soul, it's not by the way. It's not whether how you know how to speak or not. There is no special speakers to say about Jesus. If you can say your, your name, I am so and so and I come from this place. You can also say Jesus Christ is the only way to God. And the world is waiting for us. And if we don't go out there, let me tell you, there are people who are going there day and night. But how do we go there? It is by obeying the command. Don't leave Jerusalem until you are endued with the power. And so Jesus said. That's verse 8. You shall receive power. Who doesn't need power? Can I see somebody who wants to live a weak life? Who, Who doesn't need power? Jesus said you shall receive power. Can we say power? Power. Come on, you are younger than me. You can shout it. Power. 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 We don't have to be shy. Do you know we are entering in another (laughs) whereby God is looking for radicals. If you are not going to be a radical, you will not win the world of today. They have become too radical. And unrest, you your radical in God. Unless you believe God to the point of death. And be ready to declare his words. We may be going nowhere. And so when we say shout power. Can we do it? I wish the had men of today. are Like they had men when we were young. Oh, they were radicals. They could do anything for Jesus. Today we are shy. We feel we are gentlemen. And you know and ladies. When it come to the fire of God, there is no gentleness. You've got to stand and say, Jesus is the Lord. And so the Lord said, when the Holy Spirit come upon you, you shall receive power. And you shall be witnesses unto me. Witnesses unto whom? So what are you supposed to talk about? Is that the problem you had? You know, because many of us dwell on problems. The world out there, the people who are sick in Kenyatta Hospital and other places, those thieves and robbers, those rebellious people out there, they don't want to hear any other story. They want to hear the story of Jesus. Look at the Samaritan woman. After she met with Jesus. And she drank the water of life. She did not wait for tomorrow. What did she do? She went back to her village. She didn't know a lot of theory. But she went there and said, I have met a man who is not like others. Come and see him. Come and see a man. The Lord is waiting for you to rise up and do that. But do you know, in many cases, it only happens when you receive the power. Why haven't you received him? The Holy Spirit is a gift for every believer. Are you a believer? Can I see how many believers we have in the church? Those who believe in the Lord Jesus. Those who have been forgiven. That is your gift. The Lord Jesus spoke about it. He gave a command. You go to obey. You shall receive power after the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And you shall be witnesses unto me. Where? Only in our deliverance church, Gong Road. This is your Jerusalem. To come, eat, drink, and take what you have eaten and drunk out there. Monday up to Saturday, or up to Saturday before you come to church, you are supposed to be witnessing. Do you know if you were doing that, each one of you, pastor would be having three services. But you are praying, praying for people to get saved. Who will go to save them? You are the one. Have you received power? If you have received and you are not doing it, you are disobedient. If you have not received, today is your day. Jesus is the baptizer. He baptizes with the Holy Spirit and power. If you look at the book of Acts chapter 11 and verse 15, you will see the man of God, Peter, as he began to speak, the Holy Spirit fell upon them as he had fallen upon Peter and others. Those who are supposed to be Gentiles, people who didn't know much about God, but after they were told about Jesus and their salvation, then the next thing which happened, the Holy Spirit fell upon them. And the Bible says, you know this one, Peter was singing it in the vision, he was being sent, get out and go, don't sit. And today everyone else, the Lord is telling us, it is our time to bring souls to the kingdom. Go to the streets of Nairobi at night. Last Friday, we had a meeting here for International Association of Women Ministers. And there was one lady who gave us a testimony and I was ashamed. We were so challenged. This lady used to be a prostitute in our city, in the streets. And her main place was Florida nightclub. She has such a long story. But what challenged me the most is that all those times and the years she was out there. Christians, neighbors, they used to look at her and say, look at this one, who is still other people's husband. Instead of crying and trying to love her and to bring her to God, we condemn, we challenge. We don't talk to such a person. That one is a prostitute. I cannot talk to her. Let me tell you, that girl was brought up by a mother like you and a father like you. And the time came that she had to go out there. If you go and talk to them, you will see many different reasons why our girls and today even men are out there. And one of the reasons is because we have failed as a church, as the believers, to bring them to Christ. Look at the Bible. People like Mary the Magdalene. Who was she? Look at the Samaritan woman, the one I talked about. Who was she? And who did she become? You know religion will not tell you to go and do that. But the word of God will tell you that this is your duty. What shocked me is that one day she went to that nightclub and she told us, she used to pray before she leave. God, I'm going out there. Help me to get somebody. Huh? And not to get HIV. And you know God is so faithful. You are in that guy, Because he could see what she will become. God protected her. And we are condemning her. And one day. One night. She was there. Seated and waiting. And there comes a white man. From Holland. And this white man. Greet her. And she said, wow, I've had a client today. I will get all the money. And this way, you know the way she gave us a testimony, you can't believe. said, wow, okay. Have a seat. How are you? What's your name? My name is this and the other. And then he said, what do you take? She was given what she takes. I don't know if, I'm there, if I would have bought it myself. And then she, he also see, saw her smoke. said, even a cigarette, bring to her. And then, after that, you know, he started talking about Jesus to this young man, uh, this young lady. Talked about Jesus. And this young lady said, hey, hey, I will not get anything. She, he said, come on, I'll give you the money you get out there. Just listen to me. To make a long story short, this lady, God spoke to her, but she didn't get Saved that moment. She went. Another time, this same man came back to Kenya. And that time, I think she, he had prayed and prayed. And the Lord had told him, it is now. He goes back to the Florida club. And the lady sees her head. And just looked at her and said, you are supposed to be saved by now. Receive Christ. And he walked away. Do you know? She surrendered her life in her house after that what am i saying we cannot sit back and the people will be coming from far to look for our brothers and our sisters our children who are in the street and you have what it takes to bring them to christ but you need the power the holy ghost power because when he comes upon you you will witness about jesus Starting with your Jerusalem. If you live in Kebera, Kebera is your Jerusalem. Kebera should not be the headquarter of people fighting when you are there. God has put you there with a reason. In your neighborhood, wherever you come from, you are responsible of those souls which are there. And praying is not enough. Talking to them about Jesus is why you are there. And then what next? The Lord said, when you have done it in Jerusalem, you will go to Judea. And then to Samaria. Meaning, there is no time of resting. I think I have told you when I was pregnant with my first son, we used to go for an open air every Saturday in a place called Bulbul. And I used to go with a team. And I used to be the preacher of every day. Until the day they came to pick me and they were told, she has gone to Pumwani. And in the Pumwani Maternity Hospital, a miracle took place. Because when I went there and I heard women screaming, you know the way they scream when they are giving birth? It is so painful. You men, you don't know about it. When I heard women screaming, I told Jesus, hey, is this the place I'm supposed to be? Or am I supposed to be at the bull bull, screaming for Jesus? And the Lord said, call unto me, and I'll answer you. And show you great and mighty things you have never seen. Jeremiah 3 and three. When I heard those words, by then, I had just been taken to the... Rebar yeah, it's called Rebar I didn't know which language to use. That's why it has to be baptized with the Holy Spirit. Because straight away, I entered in tongues. When you receive the Holy Spirit, the evidence to show you are baptized is to speak with other tongues. I don't speak in tongues? No, why? It is evidence to show you are filled. The Holy Spirit comes with many gifts. And that is one of them. To show that you are filled with the Holy Spirit. And so, I began, you know, speaking in other tongues. And the midwife came running to find us. what's wrong with this lady. When she came, she came to receive my son. I didn't, I didn't go through labor pains. And not only that child, the, 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 the other children I had. My husband is here, he's a witness. I would come from wherever. And I'll tell him, hey, can we be in the hospital in the next thirty minutes? Because somebody is coming, and they just come. You know those morning sickness, vomiting. What I don't know them myself because of talking about Jesus. Hey, when you talk about Jesus, all things are possible. Let's talk about Jesus. Gong Road Church, talk about Jesus. Preach Christ and any obstacle, get rid of it. If your friends are the obstacle, get rid of them. Let's talk about Jesus. If your religion, you know some people have brought up in a religion you know like the one I had because I had to be kicked out of there. Because I was on fire for God and I didn't know how to behave, you know. I had to pray. I had to worship. I had to go out there and they started wondering now what do we do with this one? You have to talk about Jesus. You don't have to live to impress people. God doesn't care how you impress people. You know that people can do some things because of their friends. Some sinners who are seated here today cannot get saved because they fear their friends. You cannot make up your mind concerning your life. Because there is death after this. We read this in the book of Hebrews. As it is appointed unto man. Wants to die. And after that, judgment. Every man born of a woman. A time comes and you have to die. How will you die? Do you think you'll go and tell Helen? You know me, I used to go to deliverance church. I was very good. I was giving my offering and my tithe. And if you don't give your tithe, start giving. You know I help the poor. It's good to do those things. But the first thing is to be born again of the Spirit of God. To give your life to Christ. Backsliders. And somebody seated here is a backslider and you are hearing these words. It's the time you arise. You cannot remain there in mud. Taking vomit from hell. And giving yourself reasons why you cannot get saved. There is no reason of not being saved. I got saved as I told you when I was very young. And there is nothing better than Jesus. It is the best life you can live. Life in abundance. Without caring who says what. All you care is what the Lord is saying. Because you will not be misunderstood. And that is not your business. Your business is to please the Lord. It is to inherit the kingdom. It is to have eternal life. When the Holy Spirit come upon you, you will receive power. You will speak in other tongues. You will prophesy. You will cast out the demons. You will lay your hands on the sick and they shall recover. There are no special people who lay hands on the people and they get healed. If you are saved and spirit-filled, that's your work. To do it, you don't show love. Because the most important thing which comes when you are filled with the Holy Spirit is not even about gifts. We have people with gifts, but they are living very dirty lives. It is the fruit It is the fruit of the Holy Spirit. Who are you? As far as the Holy Spirit and his fruit is concerned. Can people eat out of you? The fruit of love. The fruit of forgiveness. The fruit of mercy. The fruit of patience. The fruit of self-control. The fruit of gentleness. You know, there are so many fruits, but enter in the people, in the house where people say they are saved. You find liars are seated there. People who are very proud. People who feel jealous when they see one of them being blessed on them. That's not the fruit of the Holy Spirit. People who backbite. People who look down on others. People who judge others even without knowing them. Please read the book of Galatians chapter 5. From verse 19, you will see the fruits of the Spirit and the fruits of the flesh. And we have to be in the Spirit. We have been born of the Spirit of God. So the Holy Spirit is very important. You cannot do without him. When the Holy Spirit comes, he convicts men of their sin. Confiction. Knowing that is true, I'm a sinner. Because the Bible says it in the book of Romans 3.23. All have sinned and come short of the glory of the Lord. And even a man says he is not a sinner. He deceives himself. Could you be deceiving yourself? and making God a liar, and God is not a liar, you need to repent. You know yourself better. There is no better place than coming to Jesus. You regret nothing when you know Jesus, when you make your relationship with God. Because the Bible says, even a man being Christ Jesus, Second Corinthians 5, 17. Is then a man being the Christ Jesus? He becomes a new creation. Are you a new creation? The old things pass away. And one of the old things is anger. Anger. How many people somebody can step on you and you still feel it's okay? How many people somebody can take your money and you still feel I will forgive? Sometimes you are defeated even. By the people like the politicians. If Raira and Ohuru, we saw them together drinking tea and talking after all the stuff we have had. And we, among us, we have been fighting. And we are the church who is supposed to show the good example. Because we know we belong to the tribe of Jesus. We are the children of the most high God. It's not about where you are born. you are born in the kingdom of God. Church, could we have failed to set a good example to the politicians and now they are setting a good example to us? Can we repent and come back to God? May God have mercy on us. May we be restored back to God. And so the disciples obeyed. And if you read the book of Acts chapter 2, you will see. The disciples said, we have to obey what Jesus has said. Is that what you are saying today? We have to obey what Jesus has said. We are going nowhere until we are filled. And so the Bible says, they stayed in the upper, upper room. That number, that time we were left because many others had gone away because they thought Jesus who we believed in died and now many had escaped. By that moment, there were 120 in the upper room and they said, we are not living here until we receive the gifts of the Father. And Jesus said, when he is gone, hey, The Holy Spirit, the gift of the Father will come. And so they waited. And the Bible says, in the day of Pentecost, they were celebrating Pentecost. In Israel, there used to be a day of Pentecost. And in that day, but then, they were in upper room. Waiting for what? For Pentecost or for the Holy Spirit? For the gift of the Father. So in the day of Pentecost, The Bible says the Holy Spirit came. The promise of Jesus came. They knew Jesus must have arrived. Because he said, when I go to the Father, then the gift will come. The comforter will come. The one who shall help you will come. Your teacher will come. The one who will be referring the mysteries of God to you will come. The one who will walk with you in this life will come. I'm not leaving you like orphans. I'm leaving you with a helper. You cannot stay without a helper. You need him. You cannot be a Christian without having him with you and in you. And so he came in the day of Pentecost. And the Bible says they were seated in a place like this, the way we are seated. And they were waiting. They were excited. Their hearts were danced and longing to receive the gift of the Father. And the Bible says he came like a rushing, mighty wind. And he filled the whole place. And never, you know, and then he said, now they. The gift of the Father. The Holy Spirit. He set upon every person who was there. Not some of them. Not the 99. The 120. He set upon all of them. And they were all. Let's say all. All. They were all filled with the Holy Spirit. And they all began speaking in other tongues. As the Spirit gave them a trance when he comes into you he will give you a trance he will enable you i tell people when the holy spirit comes he is the holy spirit he doesn't have a tongue it is you with uh, who has a tongue when jesus baptizes you allow the holy spirit to use your tongue to speak The oracles, the mysteries of God. Because those who speak in tongues do not speak to men, but to God. They build themselves. You need him. I need him. And those who got filled years ago and have been down there, it is a day you say, hey Holy Spirit, fill me. Because you can never be filled enough. The more you have him, the more you need him. The more that you feel. Because it's good always to be filled and filled and filled. And so the moment has come for us to obey the word. And it starts by repenting. The baptism of John. When they repented, they were baptized. They became children of God. After that, the baptism of the Holy Spirit. So you begin by repenting, by asking Lord, forgive me. I'm a sinner. I need you. And the Lord forgives you because he loves you. Let me tell you, some of you are alive today because God has been looking for you. And this is the day to say yes to Jesus and no to the devil. Can we stand on our feet? In the name of Jesus Christ. I want us to lift our hands to God. Just lift your holy hands unto the Lord. He loves you. He has good plans for you. And for your future. He can see your tomorrow. You cannot see it. He has been waiting for you to say yes. My dear loving Father, I thank you, because I have shared that which you did put in me, and I thank you because I know the works of the Holy Spirit is to take men to Jesus, is to bring conviction and draw them to Christ. I pray now, in the name of Jesus, that the Holy Spirit of God will convict every sinner in this place and cause them to say yes. To Jesus. And say no to their lives, to their habits, to their evil habits, to their, to, to their sin, and to their devil. Our Father and our God, you have said no one can come to you unless he is drawn by your spirit. And this Holy Spirit we have spoken about. He is the one who draws people to Christ. He is the one who focuses people to Christ. He is the one who helps us to live Christ-like life. And so, my God, I pray in the name of Jesus, cause men and women to repent, to surrender their lives to Christ today.